The reading today is Luke uh, 4, 14 through 21. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee, and a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed grow free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Blessed be the word of the Lord. Our text today is really the first time in Luke that we hear Jesus kind of teaching the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And uh, the text we have today opens up with uh, Jesus returning to Galilee. And where he is returning from is his 40 days out in the wilderness. 40 days out in the wilderness where Jesus was tested uh, by Satan. And Jesus was out in the wilderness having been led by the Holy Spirit out there to uh, face down the, all the devil's offerings uh, to lead Jesus astray. And of course, Jesus was faithful in that exercise. And prior to that was Jesus's baptism by John in the river when the, the Holy Spirit, again, descended like a dove And we heard a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved, my son, in whom I am well pleased, who I love dearly. Uh, A word of affirmation from God, uh, acknowledging Jesus as his son. And today, we have Jesus. We understand that Jesus has been wandering around Galilee and, and teaching at the synagogues, which means that Jesus was an established person there. He was, he was doing the circuit. The way, um, the way church worked in Jesus's day in the synagogues is they had, they didn't have an official rabbi like a pastor like they do now. Uh, basically anyone could be invited to, uh, read from the scroll and give a little homily or give a little commentary on what that scroll might, might say. And, you know, People got, of course, you got your best folks who did that, you know, some who did that well. Others weren't so good, right? Others you kind of endured. Um, but, uh, you know, they would, they would hit the rotation every once in a while. But what seems to be implied in the first verses of our text today is that Jesus was pretty good at it. He was getting a reputation. And then he comes home to his home church there in Nazareth where everyone's so proud. Mary's sitting up front. You know, everyone's so proud. Here's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is coming home. And uh, they're waiting to see if everything they've heard was true. You know, is he, is he grown up or is he still 
uh, causing trouble like he did when he was a teenager kind of thing. You know, and I can relate to this. Having grown up in Utah and returned uh, a couple of times, I don't, many of you may not know this, but I grew up going to church in Clearfield at Clearfield Community Church, an American Baptist church, uh, and we had a relationship with this church. Uh, uh, I hit on girls who were in the youth group here at Salt Lake City and uh, all kinds of stuff. And uh, so a lot of folks knew me from here, the Carters. And, uh, and then I left, and then I was a member. I was the youth guy. I was a youth pastor at Ogden First Baptist Church, another one of our sister churches. And so I knew even more folks from Salt Lake City, the, again, the Carters and Lynn Christensen and uh, the Rousers and all these folks knew me when I was a teenager and then they knew me when I was uh, real, a little younger and, and now I'm back here. <laughs> and now, now I'm back here living out my old, uh, olden days, <laughs> my older days. Uh, and so, you know, I, it's, it is kind of uh, funny to come back to a place where people know you and uh, talk like you know something, <laughs> right? Uh, and a lot, of the, a lot of the ladies from the ABW, for, you know, folks from like Cherry from Bountiful, like to put me in my place once in a while when I start talking. Because so. uh, they knew me when, <laughs> when I was young. So this is Jesus comes into this, comes into this situation and he's invited to, to read from the scroll and he unrolls Isaiah and he reads this text. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read part of it again. He reads this text. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Here again, the Holy Spirit is with Jesus. Kind of a central character in Luke. The Holy Spirit is what's guiding Jesus along the way. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Anointed me is a significant thing. The word Christ means the anointed one. The word Messiah is the Jewish word, which means anointed one. So they're the same word. Uh, and so here, the, the Lord, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery to, of sight to the blind and to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That year of the Lord's favor was the year of Jubilee, and it was supposed to happen every 50 years. And in truth, there's no record of it ever actually happening, but it's, it, it, is a, it is a command in the Bible that every 50 years, all debts are wiped out and everyone starts fresh. A new beginning. What an amazing idea. Can you imagine? Uh, if all, every 50 years you got a chance to just start over, from square one, that, that would be amazing. It, it's not going to happen, but <laughs> but that would be amazing. And so Jesus uh, reads this. Oddly, Jesus leaves out the next part, which is in that same sentence uh, in, in Luke. He says to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, and then it goes on to say, and the day of God's vengeance. Jesus leaves that part off. And then, and then Jesus, uh, Jesus goes, uh, he goes back out. He goes, follow me here, Michael. He goes back out and he sits, he sits with his mother, Mary. You're going to be married today. 
And he says, everyone's looking at him like you are. And he goes, oh, today this has been fulfilled in your hearing. Mic drop, right? (laughs) Uh, This sent everyone into like, what? And I'll tell you why. Why that was so crazy is because this text from Isaiah had become one of the main texts that told us what to expect when the Messiah came. And it was one of those, in between the Testaments, this expectation of the Messiah uh, really grew up among the Jewish people. Uh, Particularly as the Romans got even more oppressive, the Jewish people got more anxious And they prayed even harder for a Messiah. And so these texts were these texts of hope that said someday God is going to intervene. Someday God is going to bring the anointed one and we are going to, you know, everything's going to work out great. That anointed one is going to kick Rome out and establish the throne of David once again. And once again, we will be, uh, you know, God's people, and we will be in power. Uh, And basically, Jesus sat down next to Mary and said, that's happening now. That is happening now. And, of course, anyone looking around could see that it wasn't happening. Rome was standing right outside the door with a bunch of spears in their hands and stuff like that. Uh, And so it left everyone kind of pondering. But what... But. What Luke wants us to know about that is that the, the, Jesus had been anointed to bring that into the world and it wasn't going to be somewhere down the line, but it began today. It was right now. Right now. God is t- trying to take care of the poor. Right now. God wants those who have been thrown in jail because, of, because they've spoken out or those who have been thrown in jail because of their poverty. Uh, people didn't go to jail for like stealing or, or um, uh, you know, robbery or rape or any of those things. They just killed you or they cut off your hand or something like that. People went to jail because they didn't pay their taxes or because they uh, spoke out against the state. Uh, that, and those kinds of things would get you in jail or get you crucified or get all kinds of stuff. So, you know, the, really, those who, the captives they're talking about, we're talking about political prisoners, right? And to declare a, a day of the Lord is here. To say it is time for a new beginning. To wipe out the old debts and to begin anew. And Jesus is saying that starting now, right now, today. I'm declaring it so. That day has come. And what an amazing, uh, what an amazing challenge that must have been for everyone sitting there to hear that. And in fact, uh, we'll find out next week uh, that it didn't go so well for Jesus in this regard. <clears throat> they didn't really appreciate that particular message. But the other thing I would say about this is this is really for Luke sticks this speech right here because this is Jesus's mission statement. This is what Jesus is going to be about. This is his beginning speech. 
his inaugural address, if you will, in the same way presidents stand up and say, this is what my administration is going to be about. That's what Jesus is doing. This is what my ministry is going to be about. This is my mission statement. And strangely, it's not always what we hear about Jesus. Oftentimes we think we have been told or we've been taught to believe that what Jesus is all about is some kind of personal declaration of loyalty to Jesus, right? The, 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 the point of, of Jesus's ministry is to get us to pray for our own personal salvation so that we get to go to heaven when we die. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like the Jesus we kind of grew up hearing about? Uh, you know, uh, going to camp and having altar calls and come up and give our lives to Jesus. And that's what Jesus, and it, it, it seems like, as I look back, it seems like that was the centerpiece of what being a Christian was about, was to make, was to claim that personal salvation. But this is Jesus's mission statement. This is what Jesus is about to proclaim good news to the poor, to release the captives, to, heal, to, to help the blind to see, to open the ears of those who can't hear, and to declare the year of the Lord's favor, to, to start over, to help renew everything all over again. And it is not individual, it is collective. It is not your own personal salvation, it is a communal salvation. Amen? Does that make... Are you hearing that? That that what Jesus is really concerned about is not just Vicky, although she loves Vicky. He loves Vicky very much. <laughs> He's not just concerned about Vicky praying that sinner's prayer, but salvation for all of us and salvation for the world, a transformed world, a world that looks like the kingdom of God that Jesus describes for us. From, from this sermon on through the whole gospel. And it includes all of us. And really, Jesus' work is not done until we all uh, are experiencing the kingdom of God in the way Jesus describes, in the way some of us experience it now. Until the poor are hearing good news, until the, the captives are released, until those who are suffering and oppressed uh, are no longer suffering and oppressed until this world is transformed. Jesus' work is not done. And the Holy Spirit is what inspired Jesus to do that. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and has anointed me to bring this good news. And if that same Holy Spirit that was with Jesus so long ago is the same Holy Spirit that's at work in you and me today and in our community and in our collective and our family of God here, if that's that same Holy Spirit, then that same Holy Spirit is anointing you and me to be agents of this same mission. The mission continues right here in you and me and all who are led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is our mission statement. This is our calling now to lift up the, the things that Jesus was about and to declare good news to the poor and to release those who are captive and to bring healing to those who are hurting and need compassion and love 
and to help those who are blind to see. Realistically and figuratively, right? Open the ears of those who refuse to hear and to always allow for a new beginning, start, fresh. We have a mission that Jesus has given us, and it begins today. Today, in your hearing, this has been fulfilled. You, in me, and in what we do together as the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Our loving Jesus, as we hear this story of your teaching in a synagogue, uh, may we receive this lesson. May we uh, acquire and claim for ourselves this mission statement that you proclaimed so long ago. May we take up your cross and continue the work uh, as you have empowered us through your Holy Spirit to do. May we seek better ways to do that. Knowing that as we, as we do our work together, that there is, yes, there is salvation for the individual, but there is salvation for the collective and for the whole world. Christ we pray. Amen.